Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Digna. Welcome to Relationships. We're a couple having a few. Good evening. Hi. I was hoping she would do it. We've got a special episode. Today is just a couple of days after Veterans Day, and I feel like I needed to do my part as a veteran to talk about Veterans Day. And what better way to do that is to go on the side of the road and pick up a random homeless veteran. Hello, homeless vet. How are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> he's very friendly. Yes, he's very... I mean, it's it's like he's known us for a while. Um, I'm just kidding. He's not a homeless vet. I know that's probably not the greatest joke ever, but he is a vet. So we're halfway there. He hasn't shaved in a while, so maybe he's a little homeless looking. But uh, this is actually my father-in-law, Carlos Vargas. Hello. The progenitor of Digna's line. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Digna's dad. How about that? Does that work? <laughs> Hi, dad. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, so we decided uh, to do an episode. He is about to be our neighbor. He has recently closed on a townhouse near where we live. And he's going to be... I'd say a stone's throw away, but I don't think I could throw a stone that far. I could throw a ball far. over that hill. <laughs> you, can th- you can throw a football over the mountains over yeah. there? Yeah. Maybe a slingshot away? Yeah, slingshot. I-, I might be able to slingshot a rock yeah. that far. Yeah, so that's about how far he's going to be from us. Well, AR-15 would be nice. Well, then, make it there. Well, that, that extends the range, you know, <laughs> I mean. But yeah, so he's, he's pretty close, needless to say. Um, so we've just kind of done, I picked him up uh, yesterday. We did, you know, packed up some stuff. Uh, he's living, or I guess soon to be formally living. I don't know how that works, but uh, he's the artist formerly known as St. Augustine resident. St. Augustine? Yeah. Is it St. Augustine or Augustinian? Augustinian. Augustinian. Is the correct? St. Augidogian. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> my boy, my son, my son. If you don't know who Augie Doggy is, it's because I'm old and you're not. Um, <laughs> now I'm older. And he is older. And uh, uh, so what we're going to do here is just kind of have a little relation sips episode. You can't have relation sips without sips. Yes. I feel like and that's... I, and, and I just had a sip. And, we, we would just have relations. No, that is not the show that we need to be putting out for people. <laughs> relations. Welcome to Relations. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> so what we're drinking here is a beer. By the way, I just have to kind of throw a little mini plug. My other podcast, Drinking and Driving, is where I go to breweries and I interview the staff there and just kind of talk about beer and drink beer. Mostly that one. And um, yeah, <laughs> or the history of the brewery. And have a good time. Exactly. It's it's all about the breweries. It's all about, if you're like, man, I wish I knew more about beer and also the people who make beer. Because beer doesn't just come from the beer tree that you like milk for beer. It's There's a process. So I didn't um, know that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So <laughs> there's no milk tree. Beer there, tree? Th- there's no beer tree or milk tree for that matter. <laughs> um, I mean, milk does come from some trees, but it's not actual milk. Milk of the poppy. I was just thinking almond milk, but okay. Yeah. Well, that's nut juice. That's what almond milk is. I, <laughs> yeah. I said they call it almond milk because the name nut juice just doesn't just didn't re- stick. Just doesn't really sound yeah. that yeah that good. I agree. Um, but yeah, so I went up to Cocoa Village and I talked to the guys up at Dirty Ore on my other show earlier this week, and I am drinking one of their beers that I got um, that I had during the episode 
did I drink it? I, maybe I didn't drink it during the episode, but I wanted it and I brought it home. <laughs> and the name of this beer is... A Mostritza, which is a Schwartz beer, um, Schwartz beer style beer. So dark. It's very dark. It's a dark because Schwartz just means like black or dark in German because I know all sorts of German, I'm sure. <laughs> Have me a little sip here. It's actually pretty tasty. I can definitely attest to that. I don't know who wrote, by the way, on this crowler that I got. I don't know if it was Paul or Chris, but it pretty much looks with your handwriting like you wrote moisturizer on this crowler. So your moisturizer is delicious. I mean, I'm gonna say if I had if I had a dry throat, if I was a little parched, this is a pretty good throat moisturizer. <laughs> but at what time would you be drinking moisturizer for your parched throat? I mean, <laughs> after a day of building. A bed. An Ikea bed. Yes. All foreign things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, what we just did, because like I said, my father-in-law is moving down here to our area. We put the bed together. You know, we got couches. We did all this, you know, like, so we still have a little bit of stuff that we have to pack up and bring down here. But yeah, so we just had a lot of bonding. Yes. <laughs> Male bonding. <laughs> with, with no points of frustration whatsoever, right? Nope, no, no, no. no. It was all very smooth. Literally, the only frustration was trying to put the the nut on that one screw or the one bolt there, and the, just the way it's done, you have to have like a baby's hands. But I've got like put adult dexterity. Exactly, exactly. But adult <laughs> dexterity, so you have to be some sort of like baby genius, which I, I know is like a nineteen nineties, early two thousand movie. Uh, movie. But yeah, so you have to be baby genius to do this. But instead, I'm dumb adult. And uh, with my <laughs> and big... we have fat fingers. Yeah. Sausage hands do not work in this. It sounds delicious, but it's not very well, good. Ikea is not made in a country that is known for its sausage finger people. They're, I, like, I imagine them being very dainty and delicate and, I don't know, happy about everything. Well, everything. <laughs> the mattress he has has like a... Has a you know, the the name, the, it even has a tag on it that says the name. I'm not even going to guess at what it said. Oh, the mattress is there too. Yeah, the mattress cover, the everything. Like, so it all has like its, its Wasn't name. Wasn't it like uh, Rapaho or something it, like it that? Was some, it was something. It was something like. Denver? It was like Hobag. <laughs> I, swear to, I swear to God. The, the, Stop it. I swear the name of the mattress was like something like Hobag. Oh it was like ridiculous yeah. like that. I was like, what? So, well, you know what? I'll f- and it came from Korea, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, it was a Korean. Was it Hovag? Hovag. Hovag. H O V A G? What did I say? I said Hovag, right? Uh, (laughs) It's a Hovag. It is a a Hovag. It's a Hovag. I'm sorry, but you know, it looks like Hovag. So there you go. (laughs) So. Well, now I want to hear Google Translate. So that'll that'll keep you uh, nice and comfortable on those cold, lonely nights. Your yes. very own hoovag. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I did mention this past week or just a few days ago, a couple of days ago, was Veterans Day. And whether you know it or not, having listened to the show, Digna and I are both veterans. And once again, the not homeless vet, but like, because he's, well, he's between homes. He lives in one, but he's moving out. I would of say it. he's, he's. In the opposite transient. of a homeless vet. He, he's got he, two homes. He's a transient, which is another <laughs> word for a homeless. So whatever. <laughs> that works. But yeah, so uh, my father-in-law, Carlos, he was in the military. Let, let's get your little stats. Military, when did you join? How long were you in? Uh, well, I joined in 1988 
of May, I did a delay entry program. My first stint five years was in uh, the U.S. Army, uh, and I had the distinct pleasure of working with the 2nd 17th Air Cavalry in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. From there, they saw I was having too much fun, <laughs> so they decided to send me to the Republic of South Korea. And which, which is where we, you can go to the IKEA store and get one of those whole bags if you if you want exactly if you want it all exactly. comes full and, circle and and probably hire somebody who could put the thing together in five minutes <laughs> exactly as opposed to better dexterity skinnier fingers yeah yeah and uh, from there I came back to the U.S. Uh, By the way, you were were you at you were at Camp Humphreys correct right yeah okay yep. I, I I wasn't one hundred percent sure but yeah I was with the. Uh, B Company 3rd of the 501st, which was an attack battalion, got to do a lot of fun stuff, training with the reservists that would fly in. I was active duty at the time. And it it, it was really interesting uh, culture shock coming from the U.S. and going there and not understanding their language. But, you know, we made the best of it, had a lot of good food. Uh, eight so, dog yeah, what, two I'm, times. I was gonna ask, what you eight th- dog two times? Eight dog two times. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I talked to a lot of people and have get mixed reactions on this kimchi. Yay or nay? Love it. There you go. So, have you ever had mine? Had what? Have you ever had my kimchi? No, I have not. What? Digna has made kimchi quite a few times, mm-hmm. and it's pretty legit. I mean, is it close to the stuff we had in Korea? It's, it's, it's there. It is like as Korean as you can be without yep. actually being Korean. But yeah, it's pretty good. We yeah, yep, yep, yep. And you know, I've always been a very flexible person as far as food is concerned. Uh, like when we would step off the base, we would go to the soju huts, and there you could have gizzards, kimchi. You know, and a big bowl of rice for $2. And, of course, most of the guys that were with me, you know, were like... Gizzards, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, and and they were terrified. And, of course, the locals got to know me after a year of being there. And they really appreciated it that, you know, that I liked their food. I'd be all right with it. We should get gizzards tomorrow. I I think food (laughs) is kind of like... You want to talk about the international language or something? I think, like, food, if you... Show somebody that you appreciate their cooking. Like, yes, you've just made a friend. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy. Like when I when I cook something, I'm like, okay, I think it's pretty good. And people are like, wow, this is really good. I mean, it makes you feel good. So I, right, I get that. So that's that's that transcends that, language exactly. That crosses any language barrier, right there. Right, right, and and it it shows. To the world that, you know, we're not the snooty Americans that, you know, oh, no, I only eat, you know, cordon bleu. You know, it's like, okay, so, you know, we're going to have goat meat. Okay, let's have goat meat. You Go know, ahead. You know. I will eat McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've ran into those folks where they're like, you're going to do what? You're going to eat goat meat? You're crazy. I'm like, well, you know, it happens to be really good. And I also know the folks who did go overseas and did only eat McDonald's. That's true. Uh, I know people who've traveled internationally, and while they were traveling, that's all they did. By the way, not, I'm just- but not out of a, like a curiosity of what every McDonald's has, because we've done that too. 
Oh, like you know, every oh, McDonald's yeah. Yeah, has something different. Yeah, like when we were in this was like straight up like we, I don't want anything I forget, but McDonald's. I think when we were in Italy, they had beer at McDonald's, which I thought was yeah novel. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it, was, yep. it was novel. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I've been to a McDonald's in Saudi Arabia, which was really fascinating. And the reason why I went there because hearsay said that it was a restaurant type environment. So you actually sat down the forks. The guy would bring you the menu. You would order from the menu. Weird. You would get. Uh, so it wasn't like fast still, food. It was like sit down. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, totally fascinating silverware. But they weren't handing you a hamburger, right? Like, what did they? What well, they, uh, they, they in Saudi Arabia they do a lot of fish. So you know they would have like well, fish, fish fillet, I don't know what that is. yeah, and <laughs> it and it was amazing. You know, with with the curly fries. I don't know why they made curly fries over there, but I would say the closest fancy. I would say the closest thing I ever did uh, when I was in Kuwait, I ate at a TGI Fridays, and like iced tea, was like the, in the city though. But yeah, like iced tea was like the hard beverage that you could get there. Yes, like you're, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, no when alcohol you're in there. That part of the world. Because you think TGI Fridays, you're like, yeah, you know, they got the no. It's yeah. just, yep. I is that where you learn to drink uh, Arnold Palmer's? Like, mmm, this that, is that's the good serious stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's the, that's the rough stuff. <laughs> I think there, I think there was a little bit of a orange. There was a little bit of peel in that one. Like, <clears throat> that's a little rough. <laughs> but you know what's not rough is this beer that I'm sipping on. Yes. And it's disappearing. It's quite nice. Very mm-hmm. quickly from my glass. So you were in the Army for more. five years. What did you do after that? I know you got out for a bit. I mean, I, I'm relatively familiar with the story, but like as an overview. She sure. doesn't know it. Mm. She lived it. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's when I joined uh, the Air Force Reserve uh, in Patrick Air Force Base. At the time, it was the... That's Three before it was for- the Space Force base. Right. Right? <laughs> uh, long before. <laughs> way long before. Actually, it was around 1993, and I joined a combat search and rescue unit, which I had the good fortune to be allowed because of my mechanical experience. They were happy to embrace me. Uh, and then with them, I literally went around the world. Turkey, South America, Jamaica, Colombia. Well, I so, want to take you Bermuda, Bahama. <laughs> you been? To, you went to the Bahamas too. I, I that sure out. did. No, I sure did. We that. we got weathered in, and we had we were forced to land mm, in, <laughs> in Atlantis, and we were there for four days to wait for the storm. A big old blow building. Over. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's more than just a building. I mean, it, yeah, I just a giant I, mega, I remember just being a huge hotel. Yeah. hotel yeah. yeah, yeah. But those were the good sides. Uh, the bad side was uh, since we're combat search and rescue, all of the skirmishes that we've been involved in, we have to go there, deploy before the jets go in, before the navy goes in, and what we have to do is we have to set up. A rescue site so if a pilot gets shot down we're there with our helos with our power rescue guys and so we have to be on standby it's kind of creepy at times because you know when you watch these sam missiles flying over your head 
Good times. You know, you're sitting there going like, wow. And the rock Sam is, is surface to air, by the way. Yeah. And you surface sit there and you're like, oh, the rockets are red glare. I mean, and the bombs were- bursting <laughs> in the air. I mean, you know, it's funny because people talk about the- uh, You can see the inspiration like, oh my gosh, star People are like, oh my gosh, I can see uh, a shooting star. I was like, bro, I've seen, I've seen just missiles like- Yep, I've seen all the shooting stars I need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm from the Space Coast, and today we saw like a gorgeous. It was a beautiful, a rocket. gorgeous rocket launch. I mean, it was just like as the sun was starting to go down. I don't think I've ever seen the clouds that colorful. Because you know how yeah, the because the, the sun was setting. Yeah, it's yeah. As cool. the sun as the sun setting, you know, you get your purples and your oranges. Like you get the you know those gorgeous colors in the clouds. So that's exactly what happened. There's obviously a trail after the rocket. And this trail had all of those colors. The lower levels were those deep reds. And it was mm-hmm. it was almost like a rainbow. I did. Like it went from that. red yeah. all the way up to the higher parts. It was blue. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was mm-hmm. gorgeous. I mean, it was a really neat rocket launch. So, yes. Yeah, we've I, got another one going up on Sunday that will be manned and womaned. It will be personed. It will be personed. Yes, yes. It, we have it, to keep it gentle. Correct. I, George Carlin did a thing about the political correctness. And he said, like, uh, he said, uh. You know, that old term, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's a man's man. But it's politically correct. He's a people person. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. That's, which are not, not, the same the same thing. Thing. not even close. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, but- so, you did your, so you did your stint in the, in the Army, and here you are getting close to, hey, is it time to reenlist? Did you reenlist? If so, why? If not, why would you do? I reenlisted once in the army because my original enlistment was for three years. Then I had the great fortune of going to Fort Eustis, Virginia. That was great. It's cold. You know, a little Florida boy don't like that cold weather. But it did. It, it was great. I got to go to the test pilot school there to do the ground portion, and that's why the Air Force found me so attractive. Because, you know, I had so much... It's not the way his butt looked in BDUs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And plus, I got to wear a flight suit, so that was kind of cool. I got onesie. to be... Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> a green onesie. Footy pajamas. <laughs> you know, and uh, so, you know, with that said, you know, when I joined the combat search and rescue team, it was kind of cool because when we were stateside, we had to provide security for all the shuttle missions that were going by. Mm-hmm. So... I have an enormous amount of stickers that the astronauts would always give you for participating in uh, the missions. Uh, and it was interesting because, you know, I also got to tour with some of the astronauts and, and see the NASA facility and see this monolithical building. It was just amazing. I was like, wow. The only thing I could say is God bless America. Mm-hmm. And because, also, why did I just get a sticker? Damn it! <laughs> sticker. You, know, you, you guys won't let me take the shuttle around the block a couple of yeah, times. You know? <laughs> but uh, it was kind of cool because uh, a lot of times when the shuttle would land here at Kennedy Space Center, we'd have to be there to provide security once again. And on four occasions, the shuttle actually landed over our helicopters. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and it's amazing because. When it comes into the atmosphere, it has no power. Yeah, it's, just, thing, it's a glider. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a very a heavy plane. glider. <laughs> you could hear the auxiliary power unit, mm-hmm. which is still powering all the 
gadgets and whiz things Ch- that they have. cell phones. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, and hey, honey, I'll be home in about an hour. Uh, when, you know, when the pilot says you're allowed to turn your, your uh, exactly. Once I get yeah. below cell phone back feet, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it was great, you know, but uh, then there were ugly times where I had to go to very not nice places. Talil, Iraq, northern Turkey, which borders Syria. That was... Uh, Sandy to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody hates you there. But, you know, you're there to protect our pilots, whether the That's Navy, it. the Air Force, or Apache helicopters that are flying around. You know, I got to do Northern Watch. I got to do Southern Watch. You know, you're basically working your butt off. When you think of the desert, you know, they, they tell you, you know, how hot it is, which it gets blistering hot, but it gets darn cold there as well. <laughs> so, darn cold. That is the nicest way I can say. Now, I will say it's not necessarily like that, that day that it's like 130 degrees during the day. It doesn't get to like 60 that night, but when it's like 90 degrees during the day, that's a cold day. That's when it gets to those like just above freezing temperatures. So yes. correct, and it's good, also that's also time. the time of year when it rains. Yeah, and yes. it ra- and it rains. So yeah, like they yeah. finally get a rainy season. You finally get some reprieve from the sand blowing in your face, except you're also freezing your bag ass yeah. off. Yeah, you, you right. can't get that rain <laughs> in August. No, 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 no. Yep, no. yep. Don't be crazy. And the hailstorms. Oof, the hailstorms. Yeah, what the hailstorms. The hailstorms hail used to wreak havoc on us. Because I'm sure we had a very limited amount of uh, space. So when the aircraft were on the ground and still on alert status, which means, you know, a pilot goes down, we got to run out. So what we would have to do is we would literally have tow bars on the aircraft and run them in to the hangar as best we can. And of course, you know, the very teeny hangar, it's not American standards. So we'd have to kind of. Rotate the rotor blades to get this one in and just get it squeeze in. it in. Exactly. Grease and it, just <laughs> yeah. get it in. Uh, and then, of course, when you hear the horn, now you got to work your way back out and the flight crew's coming out. And-, and now by tow bar, you mean you were physically like pushing or pulling this thing. Yes. Like you were using this as a, a joystick. Pretty much. Okay. It not wasn't like not, a truck keep in doing mind, this. Uh, no, so- it was... It, it was a truck. Oh, it was. Okay. So, yeah. so he joined in 88, and we've gotten up to, just because I know when he talked about Iraq. So now we've gotten up to about 0203. Mm-hmm. That's when he was over in Iraq. So um, how long? So obviously, t- take out, take off your shoes, count on your fingers and toes. He was in a minute or two. So after, uh, so he did your five years of active duty army. Yes. And then the rest of it was like a reserve. Some of it was yes. like, an, you know, you're... Sometimes we're more active than others, but it was still like a reserve capacity. uh, The status was actually Air Force Reserve Technician, which basically you are a full-time reservist. So I would show up to work every day, whether work was in Patrick Air Force Base or work was in Insulate Turkey. I was there. So it it was an interesting ride. Obviously, you were in long enough. You got to retire. Yes. Got a blue card. The old blue card, which is funny. I think it's really funny because I remember when I first joined the Army, you have the green card. Like, hey, I'm in the military right. now. I got my green card. Not that green card. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, <laughs> but I got my green. Uh, you know, no, I, you're legal. Yeah. Uh, for, as far as I know. Right. I mean, I'm not adopted. 
But are you? Or is she? She no no. <laughs> we'll no. have to call Maury on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lie detector uh, says. But yeah, so you get your green card. But then they they switch over. They switched over to this new card that looks more like a driver's license, the CAC card. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but then I see a retiree card. It looks more like the card the from twenty years ago, card, like yeah. when I first joined. So it's like they went yeah. from this like you get this black and white card, like the picture is black and white and very pixely looking, and then. It's like, all right, we're switching to this cool new card. And then the cool new card is like, wow, that's a really good looking picture of me. That's that's me. You know, it's color and all stuff. And it's like, oh, you're retired? Back to the old pixelated, you know, 1988 mm-hmm. picture. They just yeah, want well, to remind you of your time, yeah. you know, when you were active. And they're in the process of changing that, by the way. So hopefully here within sometime soon, it's going to look like a cat card, but it'll be horizontal gotcha. instead of vertical like and, and, uh, and it'll be blue so i know you i know you retired when did you so once again you he joined in 88 when did you retire from you no longer had to put on boots and all that good stuff when was that where was that how did that work out i still wear boots by the way and i wake up at 4 30 only in, in the shower yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh i retired in 2010 in march uh, which Culminated 23 years of service to our nation. And uh, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. I got to go to a lot of nice places uh, and a lot of ugly places. And honestly, I feel that the ugly places made me a stronger person and really appreciate our country. Because, sure. you know, you go to a place that, you know, it's strictly communist for lack of a better word where they have an election and they're like oh you're going to be the president they have a predetermined they have a predetermined winner regardless yes. of uh of any sort the, of voter input yeah the democratic the democratic process not really a thing it's more for show yeah, yeah. exactly so you know the little smoke and mirrors so you know plus they, they don't get the cool i voted stickers like we get here so you <laughs> right. know what god bless america yeah well sure. in afghanistan uh, I think it was two years ago. Uh, they actually had you put your thumbprint. Yeah. And when they saw the thumbprint, that was like your I voted. You walk around huh. showing your thumb and you get the little print. And that's so, how we so, get thumbs up. I was going to say, no, that's how they got people to <laughs> do thumbs true. up. Yeah. So, you know, you get to see a lot of things that, you know, I wish more of our folks here would have the gumption not I mean, if you want to join the military, please. Um, um, Just do a little travel and you can see exactly what it's like outside of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think just just traveling in general. I mean, that's why Desmond kind of, he's the man of the world. That's kind of our our goal for him is to like get him to places, get him to do cool things. Yeah, we got him to go to Singapore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's been in Nicaragua and he's been to Singapore. I mean, mean, he's he's Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Dollar. And he's only six. That's it. So imagine and, and he got he got those things on his bucket yeah, list before he, got he those was quick, four. I, he's he's only six, and he already needs another passport. I mean, not because he filled it. No, nah, I mean <laughs> he ran out of pages. <laughs> yeah. Or also, you have to get one every five years when you're a small child. Could be either or. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you graduate and graduate. Yeah, why not graduate? Yeah, uh, no, yeah so, well, I did graduate from uh, Emory Riddle Maintenance Technology Program. There you go. <laughs> uh, while I was active duty Army, there you go. Uh, and that was a challenge because you know you work twelve hours 
on the flight line. And then you, you go home, go work on school stuff. Yes. Uh, and, you know. Good times. Oh, yeah. It was. But, you know, it, w- it was a blessing because through that, I was able to acquire my airframe and power plant license, which is certified by the FAA, which really made me a viable commodity. Florida Air Academy. I remember that FAA. Yep, I know those guys. <laughs> no, they're not even Isn't called it that anymore. Else now? Yeah, they've got a different name. Really? Yeah, it's. I forget what. It's I think called. it's just Florida Air. But it's like it's not Florida Air Academy like the way it used to be. It's something mm-hmm. slightly different. But Florida it's still, Air sounds like uh, some kind of airline. It, it's it a, does. Or an air conditioning thing. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Florida Air. Is it hot in your house? Call Florida Air. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, 2010. You're now no longer required to wear the the suit. And so do you decide I'm going to go work at McDonald's or what's the next step from there? Uh, what I did was I joined an agency called Defense Contract Management Agency, which is a DOD affiliate. And I used my aircraft skills to become a certified aircraft inspector for military aircraft so so even out of the military you're still like military uh pretty much you know so he, no he's telling the military what to do so he, ch- he changes his his uh his bdu pants for jeans correct like, <laughs> jorts <laughs> not, maybe not jorts <laughs> yeah <laughs> some daisy dukes out there yeah in cowboy boots on he, he said he still wears boots so he didn't say boots. he didn't say what kind of boots well, we don't know well i can't wear cowboy boots on the airplane because, you know, we damage it. So, you know, some of these things have stealth coatings and things like that. So, you know, we'd have to wear soft shoes. Some of the aircraft, we'd even have to wear what they call a Tyvek suit, which is basically like a jumpsuit. And you'd have to put the Tyvek boots because the coating is so sensitive that, you know, you can't scuff it up. If you, if you don't know what Tyvek is, that's like the... Uh, uh, it's similar to paper, but you can't tear it. It's like the... They make a lot of maps out of it. And they also, like, if you watch some of those movies where it's like Outbreak and, you know, they... Yeah, they, yeah. You know, those kind of things are like a painting type, you know, they cover their body so they don't get, like, stuff all over them. Yeah, like well, what you would use in, like, a a lab. It's yes. like a like, clean suit. Like what Dexter used in the <laughs> TV show to hack up bodies also so he wouldn't murder. get blood all over himself. Right. Tyvek, right, yeah, right. everyone knows that now. Now, now yeah. we, now we all yeah. know a Tyvek. It's a white onesie. <laughs> what it boils down to. That is somehow made of paper, but somehow keeps you from dying. Unterrible paper. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very cool. I remember when when people wanted us to print maps on Tyvek paper. It was like they had to have special permission, and it was like, that paper was expensive. Oh yeah, and it wasn't like so oh yeah, I'll just print. Yeah, I'm sure I'll just print out all these maps for, you know, any Tom, Dick and Harry. No, it was like... Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Xerox machine that had Tyvek in it, Dignus putting her face on it and getting... (laughs) Well, yeah, I wanted wanted that picture to last. I I want a picture of my face squished against the glass of the Xerox machine. I said, I mean, come on, this is a children's show. Isn't it? (laughs) Tyvek butt cheeks. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, the name of the school now is Florida Prep. Florida Prep. Atori Academy. And oh it's just it's so just considered a boarding so school. So it's still Florida Academy. It's just preparatory academy, not mm. air academy. So yeah, it's, but it is still boarding school. So yeah. if you've got money and you hate your children, send them there. Dun dun. <laughs> or cheat. Yeah, it's not cheap. It is. Fun. No, no, no. I'm saying cheat. And oh, I thought you said cheap. I was like, in what world is that cheap? Yeah. No, no, dude. Like uh, what the Hollywood people mm. are doing. Mm-hmm. You know. 
Say, oh, yeah, their way in. my son's a pole vaulter. He could pole vault 23 feet, in, you know, <laughs> and he's only 13 years old. Meanwhile, Florida Prep is like, we don't have a pole vault. And also, vaulting. he has no, no arms and legs, so figure that out. <laughs> like, They're like, we don't have that program, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, this is our Veterans Day adjacent episode. All you uh, vets out there, thank you sincerely for what you, you guys so have much. done. Yes. Guys and gals, everybody, you know. Um, but yeah, we thank you. We've we're all vets. We all we've been there. We understand, you know, what it's like and all that stuff. That time away from the family. So we we know pretty well what it's like to sacrifice. But which just makes us really understand and appreciate it that much more. Um, yeah, and you know, from my personal perspective, and I'm going to jump in here real quick. Being in the army, then going into the Air Force Reserve. Uh, and when we would go into these skirmishes, you know, you have to pick up a Navy pilot, you have to know the Navy lingo, you have to pick a Marine pilot, you have to know the Marine lingo. Uh, and, and it kind of just opened up my eyes to see how cool our military is, where, you know, irregardless, you know, oh, you know, some people are like, oh, you're just a Marine, you're just a this and that or, or yeah they all pick guy. on each other for yeah. whatever well reason. it's just you know. like it's just like your siblings you kind of pick on your brother or your sister yeah or just for you josh on them a little bit like oh those you know all the marines they're you know but only the mres are full of crayons because yeah. they eat crayons yeah yeah, yeah but, you know we all we all harass each other but yeah it's but still, when 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 the deal goes down yeah you know i mean we all coheed you know and that was the greatest part of my 23-year experience where, you know, I could see a Marine, I'd be like, hey, you know, thank you so much, you know, and I'm going to pull you out of the water, and we just lost a $50 million jet, but you know what? Your butt's sitting in my <laughs> aircraft, and you can go home to your mama. And now I'm going to personally, to your face, make fun of you about your crayon eating. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you shouldn't have eaten crayons while you were flying. <laughs> you say, oh, man, you've been flying for a long time. You look hungry. How about crayola? Some, crayola? some crayola, magenta. I, I've got, I've got the uh, what, what are those? Uh, not neon. What's the other the word they use for like the fluorescent? Fluorescent. That's the word. So the fluorescent ones are. A little, hey, those. I know you guys like the spicy stuff. These are a little extra spicy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're Marines. Yep, yep. We love them. <laughs> I love them all. Uh, I tell you what, I had uh, the distinct pleasure of uh, landing on the Nimitz. On an aircraft carrier, and that had to be the most scariest place I have been on the planet because, you know, the deck is pitching, we're landing our aircraft. Our aircraft isn't Navy capable where they they have the auto-folding yeah, yeah. rotors, you know, so we're standing out in a little corner. They got us here like in what we call the timeout area, <laughs> and, you know, the captain's briefing us on, you know, where we land, if we bring uh a navy pilot in and there's jets taking off there's jets landing there's guys loading bombs and i'm like to me Sounds it was very like loud very loud to me the these navy ships they remind me of an anthill like a bustling city yeah yeah well that's what i'm saying like an anthill where they're just moving and they're da -da 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 -da, and it yep. seems and if you're not there, like it seems like chaos, if, but everything's yeah, organized. Exactly. Like well, if you look at an ant, if you look at an anthill, it looks chaotic to you. But mm -hmm. but if you're an ant, it makes perfect sense. You know? And that's the way the captain of the ship described it to us. He says, "Look, 
I know you guys aren't familiar with this, but this is just nothing more than control chaos, you know, because they're bringing airplanes up the elevator. Mm. As soon as they come up, the wings are folded. They unfold the wings. The guys are loading bombs. Pilot gets in there. They put him in a catapult. They roll up the deflector screen and he's gone. Craziness. The catapult. Do not put me in a slingshot the- while I'm surrounded by metal. <laughs> pass. That is a hard pass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that- I don't ever want to be in a slingshot. True. So. True, true, true. But now that we've uh, talked about our stuff, we're going to do the best part of the whole show. Maybe not the best. I mean, I like to see the most new shots. part? <laughs> ah. All these shots. And here's your shot right here. Pod decks. So this one, this one's a little bit uh, interesting. How much would someone have to pay you for your little toe? (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Pinky toe and you are jet-setting millionaire. Ain't going to happen. Not even for 100 million? Negative. I mean, they say a pound of flesh. This is much less than a pound of flesh. Yeah, but no. Why do they want my pinky toe? And how are they willing to pay that much? I don't know. <laughs> this is. Uh, d- did I write this question, Joe Poddex? That's not my name. I'll do it for a hundred million. A hundred million? Yeah. Really? Wow. There you go, folks. A hundred million. You know, what? I'll, I'll, I'll. That's ten hundred million if they cut off all my toes. Ten hundred million. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big old number. <laughs> That's almost like a billion. Almost. Well, you almost. know what? If they cut your pinky toe for $100 million, just remember Dad. Who, <laughs> did, who didn't want to give it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll remember that. Like, oh, you wouldn't lose a toe to help out the family? That's it. You get nothing. We could have $200 million right now, but no. You, you get nothing. Enjoy that little pinky toe. What's it done for you? <laughs> what, you like your balance or something? I don't even know. I mean, it wouldn't even have to be... I don't even think it'd have to be millions upon millions really? upon millions. I'm not saying I'd do it for like 25 grand or anything, but like... Three fitty. Three fitty. <laughs> in. It's gone. Consider it gone. Yeah. I'll take it off myself. All right. So maybe you don't want to maim yourself. How about to take a toenail? Take a toenail? Just like, they just take your toenail. Like rip my toenail off? Sure. I mean, there's lots of people who are tortured like that for free, so I'm still going to stick with 100 million. 100 million. There you go, guys. <laughs> if you want Dignus toes, any of them. No, no, no. Not toes. I, I have to be balanced. Any one of her toes. Oh, well, in that you case. You have a toe, uh, not that, big toe. In that case, she said you have to be balanced, so the uh, that 100 million is a BOGO. You get both picky <laughs> toes for her. <laughs> there you go. So you're not, for 50 million doesn't get you one, but 100 million gets you two. That's what I'm hearing. Correct. Wow. Correct. I don't know. I mean, 100 million to lose a toe? Like, why not? No. No? Ain't happening. I mean, you know what? Some people get diabetes and they have to pay to have their entire lower leg ripped off. So, I, you have, know I have a thousands. friend. Yeah. I have a friend who just lost his right toe because of diabetes. And now they're looking at amputating... His whole and he's got to pay for it. Yeah, so he ain't getting no hundred million. In this game, he can get a a half a billion. I went fishing with him this past summer. Would you use his bait? Uh, And (laughs) his toe, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And it 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 was sad, you know. 
you know, so I don't know. That's why I say no. I saw a guy, he was in an accident and his toe got chopped off. Mm-hmm. We didn't call the ambulance, we called the tow truck. Brumps. <laughs> and on that note, there you go. So, not for all the money in the world, a hundred million, and I don't know. I, we'll just go with a lot of money. It's, I mean, it's a great question. Maybe not just pinky toe, but whatever. Hoover. Hoover. That's how the mattress is pronounced. Hoover. Hoover. Okay, now I know. Yep, it's the whole bag. Go sleep in a Hoover. All right. In Hoover? <laughs> there you go. Because Hoover invented it. All right, guys. Be safe. Don't be Thank gross. You so much. And don't cut your pinky toe off. Wash your <laughs> hands. Don't be gross. Million. Bye. This has been a Getting to Know Brews presentation. Music provided by PurplePlanet.com. That's purple-planet.com.